0: In the following live session recording, Karen Pace, state missionary with Georgia Baptist Women, Georgia Baptist Mission Board, talks about the building blocks for preschoolers that shape their faith. Games, activities, and stories from God's word are all elements that begin to shape a preschooler's faith. The listener will gain ideas for tools that can stand alone or be incorporated in other programs to help shape the preschooler's view of God and how to relate to others. Let's join Karen now.
1: Um, Again, I don't want you today to hear that what we talk about is I'm trying to sell any kind of program or any kind of curriculum. I do believe in it. I was raised in churches in Tennessee and Kentucky and Alabama was in college, but I've always had a missions influence in my life and I think God really used churches that were doing missions discipleship to shape my love for people and my love for the world and to really love like Jesus loves. So I think it's really important, but today what I hope you walk out with is if you aren't gonna do Mission Friends with preschoolers, how can I take what I am doing and add what I think are foundational building blocks in the life of a child to what we're already doing? And sometimes it's not your decision about what gets done at the church. You might have a vote, but other people might vote for other things and the majority wins, so, you know, but it doesn't mean that we can't add elements of things that are important to what the kids are doing. And I really wanted to set things up today. But first of all, um, I want us to pray, but I wanna kinda share a little bit of my heart with you about just ministry and missions and what Jesus has laid on my heart. And then we'll kinda get into uh, playing a little bit and talking about some of the building blocks that I think are important for preschool. So I'll uh, lead us in prayer and then we'll get started on that. Lord I just thank you so much for each person who's here and I'm grateful to have every woman who's here and to have Brooks in here and just again God just how important the role of the pastor is in the church and for leadership and we've got several pastors wives in here and I can only imagine how hard in general that job is and so I'm just really grateful that they're seeking ways to follow you even with the preschool and there's so many other things to focus on too. And God, I just think about the life of the church and how significant lay leaders are in leading in the church and getting everything accomplished that you want the church to do. And I just pray that you'll speak through me, that you'll lay things on the hearts of the men and women in this class today, that they'll leave inspired, not because of anything I've said, but because of what your spirit has said that you want to accomplish in your church where they worship and make disciples. We're just grateful to you, God, that we never have to do anything alone and that you are the shepherd and that you're leading us in everything that we do, whether it's preschool or something else. And you know, one of the things, Lord, I want our leaders to know is how important it is to help our preschoolers know how to talk to you and how to listen to you. So they can be the men and women someday that you've called them to be. And be (coughs) disciple-makers. In Jesus' name, amen. Um, I won't give you my whole uh, resume, but I've been with Georgia Baptist Women since 2007. And when I first got hired through the mission board really through Georgia WMU, because we're an auxiliary of the convention, but still are state missionaries. So thank you for giving to the cooperative program so that we can focus on stuff like this full time. Um, I had worked with every age level in the church, from preschool to, I never taught an adult Sunday school class, but all the way through teaching youth, but worked with women as the WMU director of my church, and you know, done a few Bible studies and things like that. But it was at a National Act Teens Convention that God really called me into full-time missions after hearing a missionary speak. But like I said, I grew up in churches where missions was talked about, where missions was done, but we were always connected to what God was doing around the world through missionaries. And so it was always significant. Like I knew God was always at work all around the world and that He used ordinary people like me to do whatever He wanted to accomplish. So in 2007, uh, that kinda came to uh, the reality of getting to do missions full time as I was hired with Georgia Baptist Women. And the first big assignment I had was running our girl summer missions camp, Camp Pinnacle, which now Tabitha runs. She was on staff with me several years and I'm ecstatic that we can have a person focus on that full time because it's so important to have those girls for a whole week. Uh, You can do so much with somebody for a whole week, 24, five that sometimes gets missed and just coming to church once a week because you're living with them and because everything is focused on Jesus and everything's about him and there's no technology and there's no tv watching it's just all about him and having fun and it's just really a great place. I think Tabitha, in the next session, you know, will be talking more about camp. But it's just our whole objective is to create an environment where girls can experience God. And they have a camp for boys too, an RA camp. So, same thing happens on the boys' side at Kaleo or Foresight. But just through that experience, God really began to shape what He wanted me to do, I think, in this role. And just a couple of things that he put on my heart, I want to share with you. And I know it's a lot, a lot to read, and I'm not going to go over all of it. But did y'all get this? Everybody get this? Okay. So the making disciples, the biblical basis of making, of missions and investing in children. I'm not going to read all this. I'm just going to hit the high point. But um, a lot, through some different experiences and hearing different children talk about what was going on in their life, um this just kind of became the three things that i really felt like i was supposed to focus on and help leaders in our georgia Baptist churches focus on and the first one uh, really has to do with where a leader is spiritually all right so i think in leading any age level preschool babies i hope you're talking to your babies in your church about how much god loves them but it really all that comes out of an overflow of your own relationship with Jesus. And I just wanted to direct this real quick to Mark 12. And if you don't have your Bible, that's okay. I brought mine. And it's actually written out for you. Mark 12, 29 through 30, 31. And basically, the background is there was a debate going on And so they were trying to figure out who you're going to be married to in the resurrection because that's really something important to try to figure out, right? (laughs) So they're arguing about who you're going to be married to when you get to heaven. So, you know, Jesus, you know, pretty much answered that question with them and one of the leaders of the scribe, one of the leaders of the law was there and thought that he gave a pretty good answer. So then... It led to that leader, that religious leader, asking Jesus, "What's the greatest commandment?" So that's what, that's where we're picking up. So one of the scribes approached when he heard them debating, and saw that Jesus answered them well, and he asked him, "Which command is the greatest?" And this is the most important. Jesus answered, "Listen, Israel: the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, and with all your soul, and with all your mind, and with all your strength. The second is to love your neighbor as yourself." There is no greater command than these. And, you know, one of the, I think, most important things in the biblical basis of missions or investing or in children or making disciples is our own relationship with Jesus. Like, he made it so clear that the most important thing in life or possessions or anything else is where do we stand with him spiritually. And as a leader, I want to challenge us today to think about where do you stand with Jesus? Like, do you love him with everything that you are? Do you love him with your heart, with your soul, with your mind, with your strength? Is he really, truly more important to you than anybody or anything? And, wow, if we could get that at the preschool level, and then as children, and then as youth, and then as young adults, I just think about how much heartache and how much... Suffering and how much blessing there would be if people really turned their lives over to Jesus at an early age and really made him Lord. I mean, it's really Lordship. Like, he, you know, it's not just being saved, it's really Lordship. Like, he, we love him with everything that we are. So, that was one of, I call them the three R's, and they not reading, writing, arithmetic, mm-hmm. but the right is the right kind of relationship. So, as a leader in one of our Georgia Baptist churches, I really want to encourage us to be in a right relationship with Jesus. And you you can get by with teaching kids or even teaching an adult Sunday school class because you're smart and you can study and you can present a lesson, but the Holy Spirit can do so much more because he's the teacher. And he can take a simple passage of Scripture that you've read a bajillion times, and when the Holy Spirit gets to teaching you about it, all of a sudden there's something new, then you're like, oh my goodness, I've read this a whole bunch. I never saw that before or there's something he wants to tell you personally and he can't do it when we're not in a right relationship with him. So my first R is really for you to be in a right relationship with Jesus yourself. And maybe today, if you don't know what that looks like, maybe you've never given your life to Jesus, I would love to talk to you about that. But these are the things, as we talk about missions with our kids, that even at the preschool level, God loves you, Jesus loves you. And then as we get into that GARA, Sunday School of the Older, we can share even more. But we need to know at an early age how much God loves us. So the right relationship. The second is the right kind of investment. And like I said, aren't you glad I'm not reading all this? But the second, um, you know, I just picked out one verse. There's plenty of verses. But in Matthew 19, um, I got to thinking about how I would feel if I were a parent who lived during the days of Jesus. You know how our kids go crazy wanting to go see the latest, greatest rock star or band or I don't know, movie star. I'm kind of old now, so I don't know what's cool. Tabitha, what's cool? You 2 star. star. Um star. I mean, Jesus, you know, in some ways was kind of a rock star of his day when he was on earth. Like, some of it was negative publicity, but hey, look at our culture today. There's a lot of negative publicity. But people are still really popular with the negative publicity. But anyway, um, in Matthew 19, 13 through 15, Uh, It says, the children were brought to him, so he might put his hands on them and pray, but the disciples rebuked them. And then Jesus said, leave the children alone and don't try to keep them from coming to me, because the kingdom of heaven is made up of people like this. And after putting his hands on them, he went on from there. And I was just thinking, how often do we dismiss kids because they're young or... You can't understand all this right now. And I'll tell you one thing that God has taught me that even at a preschool age, I think sometimes they understand more because they don't have a lot of doubts and a lot of cynicism. You know what I mean? They haven't, you know, some of them have gone through things they shouldn't have had to go through, but they believe. I mean, they're simple. And no wonder Jesus said, let them come. But you think about, if you knew that you could put your kids in front of somebody, that if he touched them or spoke a word or a thought, their life could be transformed forever. They could be healed. They could see if they were blind. They could walk if they were lame. Wouldn't you be pushing your kids toward this guy? Okay, he's the same Jesus, y'all. Why are we not pushing our kids toward this same Jesus? You know, we shouldn't be the ones holding our kids back. We should be making the right kind of investments. And I know school's important, athletics are important, academics, all the things, dance. Oh, my goodness, we got to be in cheerleading or dance, whatever the things are. But is there anything really truly more important than this kind of investment we make in the life of the kid? Because one day we're all going to die if Jesus doesn't come back before then. And that is what matters. Not whether or not we got an athletic scholarship or a valedictorian or whatever. I mean, those things are important. Y'all don't hear me saying that. I don't think those things are important. But spiritual things are the most important. And we should be taking our kids to Jesus. Because he's the same Jesus he was when he walked the earth. And when he, in Genesis 1, when he spoke and the world came to being, it's the same Jesus. And now we have the power of the Holy Spirit that raised Jesus from the dead that's alive and us who believe. So we're, I mean, we're really not limited, are we? Because the power of God is within us. Anyway, so the right kind of investments, focusing on Him. And then the last R is the right kind of obedience. And, and this is really one. When we look at our building blocks for preschoolers, learning about missions is important. And you can't learn about it if you don't have a teacher who's teaching you about it. And Matthew 28 the greatest teacher who ever lived and died and lived, um, talks about in Matthew 28, in verse 16, the 11 disciples traveled to Galilee to the mountain where Jesus had directed them. I love the fact that they were actually where he told them to be. Are y'all always where Jesus asked you to be? I'm not. I want to be, but I'm not. And when they saw him, they worshiped, but some doubted. I think it's incredible that even at the preschool age level, kids can worship God. And honestly, when you think about it, anytime you encounter Jesus, wouldn't it cause us to worship if we truly encountered him? Then Jesus came near and said to them, All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth, Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe everything I have commanded you and remember, I am with you always to the end of the age. And again, I know this is not a Bible class, so we're not going to spend a lot of time, but I love the fact that uh, Jesus is the Son of God. He's a part of the triune God. He has all authority to command whatever he wants to. And he did. All authority has given him on heaven and earth. And this is what he told that first church or those early disciples who established the first church. Go and make disciples of all nations. And when I was little, when we talked about the Great Commission, a lot of times the word go would stand out to me because we should go. But as I think about this more and contemplate it on it more. And we should go, but the mission really is making disciples, not just going. I mean, obviously we're going. You have to go to reach the nations, right? But we really should be concerned about making disciples. And we God puts people on our path every day. Babies all the way through 90-something-year-old people or 100. I saw something on the news this week that somebody turned 103. And she was still with us. She jumped out of the airplane. Did y'all see that on the news? A 103-year-old woman jumped out of the airplane for her 103rd birthday. Anyway, go and make disciples. And all we have to do is teach what he's taught us. That's where it starts. And then hopefully other people who are even farther along than we are, are teaching us all that they know, and then we just continue to grow. But like, if you ever think, well, I don't know what to say or what to share. I don't have enough. You have plenty enough. You start with where you are and you make disciples according to what Jesus said by teaching them to observe everything that He's commanded you. So everything that you know, you start with that and you teach everything that you know. <laughs> and that's what we're doing when we're making disciples. And I don't want us to overlook that at the preschool level. I don't want us to uh, make things too simple or not talk about things because they're preschool and they can't understand it. Obviously you do it at an age development, you know, at the appropriate age development. But, we should be talking about the greatness of God all the time. We should, you know, again, that should be overflowing from our life and our own relationship with Him, that our preschoolers should say, I've got a problem, what would Miss Allison do? She would talk to God about it, so I'm going to talk to God about it. And honestly, they have such strong faith at that age. Like I said, they're not sinful yet, or whatever. So, the right kind of a relationship, the right kind of investment, and the right kind of obedience. And then I don't know where you are spiritually or what you're working on in your quiet time or your devotion time, but I just have a little third page there with some scriptures about kids that you can look at and abiding in Him with some questions. So that's all I want to say about that. Um, All right, so let's look for just a minute on the building blocks. If you notice around the room, we've got several different building blocks that I think are foundational, where it talks about learning from about missions and pray for missions, and then we've got engaging in mission action and witnessing, and then behind y'all that are on this row, supporting missions, and then developing a missions lifestyle, participating in the, in the work of the church. And then we're gonna talk about some key Christian concept areas that we wanna make sure we're talking to preschoolers about. So, and those are on your handout that looks like this. Okay. So, I've just kind of gone around the room and talked about those. And on the back side of this handout, as we talk about ideas or do an activity, if you want to jot some things down, that's why I left it like that. Because I don't know what's going to work for you. I'm just kind of throwing out some ideas as we talk about this today. Um, You know, Brooks is here today as a pastor. And... You know, pastors have a lot of influence about shaping what God's doing through the church. And Brooks, you know, I'm, I'm just really excited about your leadership of wanting the girls and boys to be involved in these kind of building blocks for their own lives, which also develops the church. And we're, we're gonna come back and look at these. Um, but, and maybe you've already heard just through my heart why I think missions discipleship is important, but you have a, like a top ten list in your handout so you don't have to pull to it or anything, because I'm not going to read them all unless you have a question about one of them. But one of the things I think about with your preschoolers and the foundational building blocks for preschoolers, where in your ministries at your church right now are your preschoolers learning about what God's doing around the world, and where are they learning that God wants them to be a part and join Him in what He is doing around the world? So, can we take just a second and just talk about, you know, if that's happening, and where is that happening in your church? So you said
0: so we have, yeah, we have missing
1: uh, friends and GAs okay. and RAs. Okay. So they're hearing
0: about that. And then also in our, even our youth group, there's not a, a written program that they do. That they have time after where they talk about the same that the R's and the GAs are talking about. Just mm-hmm. kind of go to a little bit further okay. before they do their worship time. So okay. Just to kind of
1: hit on vision. We're very strong. Okay. Yeah, you are. Okay. What about some of the others? And it's fine if you're not, because that's why you're here today. And you know, in Sunday school, you're really focused on the Bible and the Bible story and Bible skills. But I would also say there's other spiritual disciplines even in Sunday school. Like, you might not want to take 30 minutes away from Bible study to do a mission story, but you can learn about missions even in Sunday school. So that's kind of like if you know you're not going to be able to start Mission Friends working in the preschool, how can you adapt what we're going to be talking about today into what you're currently doing? So if, if who else is doing like learning about missions or missions discipleship at their church with preschoolers. Anybody else? We have no? mission friends. Okay. And okay. Does any of that ever transfer over into what they're doing in Sunday school or is it just really separate? I think it's probably separate
0: because yeah. Sunday school is more your I think it's gospel light they use and I've only mm-hmm. been
1: on a rotation and I haven't heard a lot of mm-hmm. missions and, mm-hmm. and that. but I'm in with the babies through teens. Mm-hmm. So I'm not sure the older ones are doing. Yeah, okay, and usually that's the way it is. Like I'm, like our. This is my home church, <laughs> so we do mission friends and GAs and REs here too. So uh. now our
0: um, I'm, I do mission friends I'm the teacher in there, but um, our GAs and Act teams they go out into the community, mm-hmm. and it was one church that they went to that had. Um, Refugees and everything mm-hmm. in it, and they really said they enjoyed s- having church service with them. Right. Mm-hmm. So the older kids can do things now. Mission friends, we just basically be in the classroom mm-hmm. doing our lesson. Right. And um, arts and crafts things. Right. There are, are youth that do outreach for the refugees are again mm-hmm. in the summer. It's mm-hmm. been the whole weekend. That yes, that's what our our teenagers
1: do.
0: Okay, my kids love that. Mm-hmm. It's a great way to
1: learn about it. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it may seem like. Oh my goodness, this is just like too big. I don't know how to make all the connections or I don't know anybody. If you're ever feeling that, call me because if I don't know the answer, I'll keep trying to dig around until I can find an answer for you. But our missionaries... Here's the other thing why I think this is so important. and Of course, it's all around the wall. But there are missionaries serving here in Georgia and all around the world who are dependent on our Georgia (coughs) Baptist churches to pray for them, to give money to them, and they will talk to you. They will come to your church. Now, if they're here stateside, or if they are a missionary in somewhere else in North America, or here even here in Georgia, none of our like the international mission board and the North American mission board may not pay their travel to get them to your church. But they're getting a salary. So if you could cover their expenses to get them to come or Skype with them, uh, Tabitha had at camp several years ago. Travis Kearns, who's a like a catalyst in Salt Lake City. And I, I lead act teams here at this church with teen girls. And so we were Skyping with him because he was actually featured in the curriculum. And so I just, you know, connected with him ahead of time, said, hey, will you Skype with our girls and talk about Mormonism and what y'all are doing in Salt Lake City and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, and it was so interesting to me. Do you know who contacted him the most to talk? The mission friend, the preschool leaders. He said, oh my goodness. He said, I have talked to more preschool groups about what we're doing in Salt Lake City than any other age, which was kind of funny because he's really a high intellect, isn't he, yes. Tabitha? I thought that, I bet that was interesting. <laughs> because he's real. Dry sense of humor too. Dry, yeah, so I can just see, you know, a little preschooler sitting on the floor listening to Travis or talking to Travis. But, I mean, he, you know, he can bring it down to where he needs to. But I'm just saying, like, there are people who will connect with you. You just need to let us know. You know, how can I get in touch with these people or do you have information? And like in our curriculum, it has their email address. So you could email them ahead of time and say, do you think you could, Scott? Now, it's hard when somebody's on the other side of the world because the time zone, you know, time's different. might be 3 a.m. for them or something when it's your church Mm -hmm. time. But, you know, realistically, they can... They can work with you to to connect, which brings it alive, which is why I love the mission of discipleship because the Bible is a two-edged sword. It's alive. You know, it's the Word of God. It doesn't change. Um, But Moses is always going to be in the Bible where Travis is somebody who's living today. Like, Moses is a historical figure, even though the work that Moses did is still applicable today. But do you know what I mean? Like, Moses is like somebody from the past, but Travis is doing missions today and I think one of the things about building these kind of foundational building blocks for preschool and other ages is that you connect them, that the same God who worked through the life of Moses is still alive and doing stuff today and look what he did through Travis's life or look what he did through Joy's life or through Tammy's life, like it puts a connection that God is at work today. He's not a God of the past, he's the God of the present. And the God of the future, and he is at work today. And he does miraculous, remarkable things, still transforming the lives of people today. And I think that's what's exciting about meeting people and hearing the God stories of what God's doing in other places. Plus, it just opens our kids' eyes to there's more than Alma, Georgia. Or there's more than Jonesboro, Georgia. Or Forest Park. Or Lafayette. Did I say it right? I bet they say Lafette. Lafette. Okay. I still call it Lafette. You know, Lafette. there's there's more. It <laughs> expands their world to beyond just who, like what they know in their little small community. So again, I'm not going to read those top ten things, but uh, some of those are going to come up in what I talk about. All right. So let's look at the foundation blocks, and I want y'all to stop me. Like if you say, okay, we're not doing, we're not going to order the curriculum. So how can I make this work? so I can give you an opportunity to, so you can give me an opportunity to help you with what you need help with, okay? So I wanna start with the first one and it's learning about missions. And I'm shamelessly plugging the missions curriculum and the reason I'm shamelessly plugging it is because there are Southern Baptist missionaries. Like yeah, you can go do a whole bunch of research on your own and you can recreate the will and try to find out information about people, but we have a full-time staff at National WMU, and their job is to write curriculum so that you don't have to do that, so you can be connected to 12-plus different missionaries throughout the year that your church is supporting through the cooperative program. So these are your missionaries. And and you may have missionaries from your church that you're sending out to, which is awesome. But these are your missionaries too. If you're giving to the cooperative program, then you are supporting these men and women, and they're your missionaries. So I want y'all to meet the Armstrongs. They're your missionaries. Do y'all know the Armstrongs? Alright, so if I was in a preschool class right now, I'd probably be sitting on the floor with them. we would have a table that's appropriate. And I'm not going to, I know it's not a development class, but you know, just like all of us, preschoolers learn different ways. So I'm doing a lot of lecturing right now, which is not a good way to teach. So Uh, (laughs) So, in a preschool, the way the curriculum's set up is that you would have different learning centers, and is it a lot of work? Absolutely. Do you end up, like, like dragging a U-Haul to church every week? Probably, because they need different things, but you need to be thinking about kids moving... And really, I think adults like to move too. We just don't, we're kind of lazy and rather just somebody like pour it into us so we don't have to think. Because if somebody's lecturing, you really don't have to think much, do you? But if you you ask a question and somebody has to respond, then it's like, oh man. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: But you know, kids need to move around. Preschoolers need to move. They need to see things. They need to touch stuff. They're auditory, so they do need to hear, but they might need to sing a song or hear something in a different language, which we're gonna talk about in just a minute. So anyway, visually, This is the Armstrong family, and they're actually serving in Romania. So a building block for your preschool, whether you're incorporating something in your Sunday school or doing Mission Friends, is to have things that actually look engaging. Like, uh, again, I couldn't really set this up like a preschool room because Tabitha's coming in right after me teaching too. But this is a cloth that you can get from, like, Joanne's Fabrics or something, and it's real easy to use with preschool because you can just throw it down on the... Floor and they can sit on it or you can talk about gosh where's Romania let's see if we can find Romania because that's where the Armstrong's live and you know preschoolers can't read right seconda <laughs> but we can help them find where that is and we know that's in Europe and I you know I've got stuff everywhere but you could actually use something like this or you can get these balls from Oriental Trading or your local dollar store might have them and like if I toss the ball to Brooks then Brooks gets to answer a question. And even with preschool, or like you might, that's a safe one to throw because you're not gonna kill somebody. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I wouldn't recommend anything much harder than that with preschool. But even rolling the ball on the floor, talking about, do y'all know what this is? Well, it's a ball, but it represents the world. It shows us the world. Well, who's in the world? And listen to what they might say about that. Well, there's all kind of different people. Well, did you know? that the Armstrongs and their baby Sarah are living in another part of the world, where do you live? So you're teaching them all kind of things about who they are and where they live and that other people live different places. And um, in the curriculum, you have pictures. Let me just show you a couple. So there's the Armstrongs. So this is Cameron and Jessica and their baby Sarah. All right, and here's another picture. So what do y'all think's going on in this picture? Allison, what do you see? Now y'all are preschoolers, sorry. Mm -hmm. You see a little girl and and a guitar. So what do y'all think they're doing in that picture? They're singing. All right, so Nancy, you think they're singing? Okay. So then we can start talking about the, the picture. And like, there's actually a longer story in the curriculum that you can tell, and there's a story for every week. But just in this little picture, like it's, okay, if you said, okay, we can't do Mission Friends right now, but maybe I can just order the resource kit and have some pictures, and I can say, oh, this is the Armstrongs, and this is Jessica, and she must play the guitar, and they're doing vacation Bible school with kids in Romania, and I'm not making that up. That's what it says right there. So that she's doing vacation Bible school. Hey, have y'all ever been to vacation Bible school? And then you had to be careful because then you could be off on a tangent, right, for like 30 minutes hearing about somebody's experience yeah. in vacation Bible school. But you know, we already can have a picture of here's some kids in Romania and what they look like and they're doing vacation Bible school. And then I can look at another picture. And if you were doing this just in Sunday school, you could, there's four pictures, you could do one picture a week and put it on the wall, learning about missions. Alright, so here is another picture and here's a missionary again, Jessica. What does it look like she's doing, Rita? Can you tell what she's doing? Um, looks
0: like they're making, um, uh Muffins.
1: It does, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. What do you see, Joy? They're baking. They're baking. Gwyn, <laughs> you see anything different?
0: No, it looks right. like
1: that they made muffins or cupcakes or something. I <laughs> hey, does it look like they're having fun? What do you like to do that? Too? <laughs> okay. So anyway, she's actually teaching a Romanian woman how to bake some things. Mm-hmm. And I bet what happens sometimes is that Romanian woman might invite her to her house and she might show her how to make a dish that they eat in Romania. What do y'all think Miss Jessica does when she meets with that woman?
0: Pray. Oh, she might pray yeah. with
1: her? What else do you think she might mm-hmm. do? Talk? Like Talk? She might share a recipe with her. I think I heard Tammy say that she might talk about God. So, you know, as you're talking about learning about missions, I would never do a Mission Friends or GA or RA class when you don't talk about what is the message of of missions. Like I've had um, pastors and lay leaders say, we don't really want to do the missions discipleship because it's not evangelistic. Okay, (laughs) every week you should be talking about the message of Jesus, and the message of Jesus, as far as I can tell, is what? The gospel. And the gospel is that God loved us so much, and while we were sinners, we were separated from God, but he loved us so much, he sent his son to die for our sin. And according to what the scripture is, and you know, with preschool, I wouldn't get into all this as much. But you're talking about the message of Jesus. You know, He loved us so much; He died for our sins. He died in our place. And the scripture says that whoever believes in Him and what He did, and that He was buried, He died for our sins, was buried, and He rose again. And if you believe, then you have a relationship with God through Jesus. And of course, you know, there's different ways we can share the gospel with kids. But with preschoolers, I might say. I bet they're talking about Jesus and how much Jesus loves them. I bet that's what Miss Jessica's doing. Hey, Allison, did you know that Jesus loves you too? And already I'm helping my preschooler know that the message is just not about somebody else. It's about that preschooler's life too. That Allison, he loves you too. He loves you just as much as he does this woman that lives in Romania. Then if I look at another picture, there's Cameron. What does it look like Cameron's doing, Nancy? talking about jesus i bet he's talking about jesus again maybe witnessing you have any other ideas Allison? talking to people he meets on the street talking to people he meets on the street all right it says one day they met this man on the street and you know what he was doing he was talking to him about jesus y'all were right what do you think he was saying about jesus He loved him, didn't he? All right, so you kind of get the idea of what you could do with your mission Mm -hmm. friends. And then the other thing is, it's got questions to ask. So, what do the Armstrongs tell about Jesus wherever they go? Tammy, what do you think the Armstrongs say about Jesus wherever they go? That he loves you. That he loves you. So, you know, developmentally, that's good for a preschooler, isn't it? Mm -hmm. That Jesus loves you. So, you're building a foundational block in their life learning about missions. You just learned about a family that's serving in Romania, and hopefully you're helping the preschooler make a connection that everybody doesn't know about Jesus, right? There's Mm -hmm. people in Romania. I bet there's people in Alma, Georgia who don't realize how much Jesus loves them. And there's people where you live in Georgia? rents, who who are clueless about the depth of God's love in their life. And there's going to be some preschoolers that you have that are probably living in a hell hole of a home without Christ, but somehow maybe they get rid of their kids for an hour They're at your church. And I, I know because I have grandkids who live in a situation like that. But this summer two of them got saved that live in that hell hole. And I'm not saying that to say a cuss word. It really is unchurched and un- ungodly and there's no light of Christ. But now there's two lights of Christ in that home. But the preschooler now when she talks to me on the phone, she says, when I say I love you, she says, but not as much as Jesus does. I'll take it.
0: I don't I can never love like he
1: does, right? Okay. So you know, you got a little picture set, you get to talk about it, and you know, some other things if you Look at your learning about missions. Always take a Bible. I know that we can look at apps and like I quoted some scripture. If I were sharing the gospel with a kid, I might share it. But then I definitely would get out the Bible and show them this is God's word. Don't you know? Don't ever take my word for it. we got to look at the Bible. So I would have things marked in the Bible that they could look at. So you always want to use your Bible. And then I'll explain who a missionary is and what do they do. So we just talked about Jessica and Cameron So, Secondo, what is the job of a missionary? What do they do? They tell other people about Jesus. Okay. So, do you think we have to go to Romania, Rita, to be able to tell people about Jesus?
0: You can practically go anywhere and tell them about Jesus.
1: Really? Even right here in Jonesboro? Yeah. Okay. What about in your home, Rita? Oh yes, in In your your home, home. definitely. You better (laughs) be talking about in your home, right? (laughs) But you know, hopefully that foundational, that learning about missions, it is about learning about our Southern Baptist missionaries who are serving, but your kids, your preschoolers may be a missionary in their own home. Mm -hmm. And if we're never talking about it at church and talking about them sharing that same message, preschoolers are shameless. I mean, they're going to tell everybody about anything. Like, even stuff you don't want them to talk about, they're going to share, right? Yeah, had fight, you know, daddy said a cuss word. I don't know. You're going to hear it all. You know, he preaches on Sunday, but that's not how he acts at home. Is that one Brooks? Do y'all have kids? <laughs> <laughs> have I hit any of them? <laughs> um, um, they tell it all. Yeah, but we want them to, like, they will... Like, they'll go up to somebody in the grocery store and say, did you know Jesus loves you? Where we are inhibited for some reason, even though our life's been changed forever, but they're not. So we can start telling them how to share Jesus with people. And at preschool, Jesus loves you is great. Um, you know just in the curriculum like if we had time to play a game like here are some Romanian words so with the preschooler I might put this on a cookie sheet with magnets because you know they're tactile and they like to move things or I could put them on the floor and turn them over and you know we're not not gonna make y'all do that now but if we just turned a few of these I'll just go around the room so I'll let you pick one and try to say a word okay and we're preschoolers, so we probably won't do it <laughs> perfectly. Okay. All right. What, what did you get? All right. So it looks like that baby's waving. So the, ba- the preschooler's not going to be able to read. So it looks like that baby's waving. What do you think that baby's saying? Hello. Hello. Or they might say, give me some food. I don't know. We'll say, oh, it looks like he's <laughs> saying hello. So uh, I might say it with the preschooler, Boonu Zeewa. Boonu zewa. Let's all say that with Allison. Boonu Zeewa. Say it again ziwa. All right, and you just said hello in Romania. Mm-hmm. So when you go home tonight, when your parents come to pick you up, you can say ziwa And your parents will be like, What? And you can say, That's hello in Romania. Yeah. We learned about Romania tonight. So obviously, you know, it's just four little words. Here's an easy one for us Biblia, because that kind of so- sounds like Spanish. So, and here's one for you, Brooks Tata, as father so you know preschooler might not have a daddy in the home but you know here's mother mom. that's a good one okay so you get the idea so they're learning uh about missions what is that tammy what do you think jessica and cameron have to do what do you think might be hard for them in romania and they preschoolers might name a whole bunch of things but what's one thing you think might be hard Are they the kids? uh, Jessica and Cameron are the adults. The language. The language, okay. And a preschooler might not think of that, but if you've just practiced the language, say... You know, if you had to remember Tata all the time to call your father, you'd have to practice that, wouldn't you? Well, that's what Jessica and Cameron have to do. In order to tell people in Romania about Jesus, they actually have to learn the language. So they go to school a really long time to learn the language, but isn't it fun to try to practice some of the words? You know, you can Mm -hmm. have them do that. Uh, There's also other parts of the world. Like our world is so big as we learn about missions. Uh, we also can learn about animals, and I'm not going to play this game because we don't have time. But it's just animals that live in Romania. So it's just little puzzles that you can turn face down or turn them up, and you have to match them. You know, obviously those don't match at all. So you got to keep going until you find the match. You know, and then you can talk a little bit about Romania. So that's just one of those little learning stations you can do. But what you're doing through this foundational block of learning about missions is you're opening up the life of a preschooler outside of the area where they live to different people that, that may look differently than we do, that speak a different language, that live in another place, that eat a different food. All right, so now I want to talk real quick. And these are just some other pictures from when uh, I actually went to Romania. So you also could just look at their houses. How many of y'all heat your house by something like that? Mm, Or ladies, how about if you had to cook your meals in this fine kitchen? (laughs) I could probably do that, I don't cook. anyway, so you can just show them some different things. All right, so let's look at praying permissions. And as we think about praying for missions, um, and again, I think we're going to run out of time, but you could write your name on on here to actually pray for yourself, but you also could play a game where you're praying about different things in Romania. So I'm just going to give you all a couple of these to choose from. And I'll just do one more real quick. Okay. So tell me what's on your card. And preschoolers aren't going to be able to read, so you're going to have to read it with them. But I'm going to let you read it by yourself right now. Pray, do they, uh-huh. pray for people who come to Bible study in the Armstrong's home. Okay. All right, so we could take a minute there as we were praying. And before we prayed, we could talk about where do you have, where do you have your Bible lesson. And most of the kids are probably going to say in the church building, right? Mm-hmm. but the Armstrongs if we wanted to we could set up a little living room and actually have Bible study like they do in their home so you're learning about missions and you're also praying about missions who else had one pray that many people will go to Agape church which is in Mr. and mrs Armstrong's church okay all right so then you could again with preschoolers you're you're going to have to probably coach on the praying and not um, when y'all ask kids, what is prayer, what responses do y'all get? Talking to
0: God.
1: Talking to God? Anybody get anything different? Closing your eyes and putting your hands together. Okay. I, I th- think it's foundational, even though it's hard to understand, especially at the preschool level, is to help them understand that praying really is talking and listening to God. And it might be hard to hear him when you're younger, but keep listening because God's always speaking to us. But prayer is talking to God and listening to God. And you're not going to hear his voice like you hear my voice right now, but God is going to be speaking to you and helping you understand things. And you can keep it simple, but I think building those kind of foundations, you build the expectation in a kid's life to be expecting God to speak to him. And then when he does, they're not like, oh, that was weird. They're realizing it's God speaking to them. So just make sure as you pray that you're praying, you're talking to God, but you're also listening. Are y'all ever silent with your preschoolers? Like ever just quiet? We're going to be quiet for a minute and nobody say anything, and we're just going to listen? Yeah. I haven't tried that in a long time. (laughs) But I, I challenge you, if you're working with preschool, to just be quiet for a minute and see what they might say, to see if God is speaking to anybody. And they're not going to know necessarily that it is God. They're just talking and listening and learning to be quiet because we don't do it well. We're not quiet well, are we? No. We just talked. Okay. So as we pray for missions, like these are just some people from my church, but you could actually put other names on here. There's all different kind of ways that you could pray for missions. Um, You could pray for Romania. With preschoolers, you could actually put these buildings on blocks, and for kids who are tactile, if you had bigger blocks and have buildings, you could do a road through, so they could be driving through Romania and thinking about who might be living in those buildings that they could pray for or talk to God about. And I had some other uh, creation pictures, too. These these look like government buildings, don't Mm -hmm. they? Do you think we should pray for those kind of people? Yes, Yes, and the Government. government, absolutely. And this might be some places that people live. So you can get the idea where you can put pictures up to pray for different people. What comments do y'all have about prayer?
0: I just have a comment, like, with my mission friends. Some Sundays when we go in there, I say, okay, who wants to lead us in prayer? Everybody's hand go up. Mm-hmm. So I let each one say a prayer. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, and then they say, okay, Miss Rita, go ahead and say your prayer. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's, that's the way I kind of Because you're teaching work. them
1: how to pray. Yeah. yeah. And sometimes kids can get really sidetracked praying about everything under the sun.
0: Yeah.
1: And sometimes, I mean, it really is what's important to them. But you also can guide prayer, too. You can have a topic that you want them to talk to God about. As kids get older, you might do like a sentence prayer. But just thinking about things that are on your heart that you can talk about. Anything else about prayer? you all uh, try to make the connection that I can't be in Romania where Jessica and Cameron are, but I can pray, and when I pray, like when I see that on the map or when I pray, even though I'm not physically there, I'm having an influence on what Jessica and Cameron are doing as I'm praying for them. So even though we all can't travel to Romania and do missions there, we're doing missions as we pray for Jessica and Cameron. And we're making a difference through praying. Okay, which really kind of leads to the engaging in mission action and witnessing, which we kind of already uh, talked a little bit about. But, um You know, I drew a picture of a church building when we were talking about praying for missions. You know, we could put our names on there. Like, If y'all had name tags that were sticky, and I actually brought some, I just didn't get it, out and do them. You could put your name here on the church, or you could trace a preschooler's hand if you had a church building. And um, what kind of things are we communicating to preschoolers in terms of uh, the church when we personalize us in the church? They are the church. That they are the church. You know, their name, like again, they don't read, so maybe you trace their hand and say, look at that, your church, your hand is inside that building. Did you know that you are the church? Like the church is not really the building, it's what's it what it's the people that make up the church, and you're a part of that. You're a part of our church. So I just kind of wanted to throw that out there too. Our engaging in mission action and witnessing you you are helping preschoolers as you talk about what's going on in romania or in your local community you are helping them have the idea that it's important to god to help other people and again we need like four hours but one of the things you could do to engage in mission action and witnessing if y'all want to take one of these home you can um, like you can put a Bible verse that says "Help one another," Galatians five thirteen. Obviously, that's not the whole verse because we're talking about preschoolers. But you could have them color the hat, and a project you could do with preschool because it is hard to get preschoolers out in the community because they're so little. But they could bring a hat. They could color this and take it home and remember over the next two months. Bring a hat. Maybe the church is going to help with school. Uh, with you know community like the school might be able to tell you kids in the community who need things or you could collect for different things so you could do a picture of a hat you could collect socks Uh, you know one idea is if you're going to engage in mission action and witnessing is you could actually get some socks that have the rubber grippers on them for elderly people and go to you know, DFACS might could give you a name of people that you, they may or may not be involved in the church or assisted living place, but DFACS also has the names of senior adults who are un- unattended to. And maybe you can build a relationship and that gets into how these kind of things really strengthen the work of the church. Uh, but engage in mission action and witnessing. Your kids may know people. I know when I've done mission discipleship and we've talked about things, kids that are in your classes know, oh, Joy, you know, I go to school with Joy, and she didn't have any socks on all in her. You know what I mean? Again, the preschoolers tell everything. Um, so that's just some little pictures. If y'all want to take those, you can. There's some Bible verses. Um, with, with preschoolers, it's really good to do icons because they can't read. So if I said, hey, guess what we're going to be doing? What can you tell me in this picture? What does it look like these kids in this picture have on? Coats, mittens, hats, hats, hats yeah. yeah, so we're going to be collecting these things, and you can have little icons. Um, one of the other things about prayer, I'm just going to toss these, you can hide these in the rooms, who doesn't like, as an adult, I still like to find things, do y'all like to go on <laughs> scavenger hunts? Yes, I do. Alright, so you got to be thinking fast, because I may throw it at you and I'll be looking at you. <laughs> Let's see how many more I got okay and we won't look read all of them but Romania they're real big at decorating eggs and I also like have a color sheet that is, that's an egg that you could color but uh, you know you can hide this egg and talk about you know a lot of the artists in Romania like to decorate eggs so we're gonna pray for the people in Romania so I want you to open up your egg that you found and tell me what's inside it and these should be pictures if I did it right all right so they can't read so hopefully they can tell that it's a picture so, um, Allison, what does your picture have on it? Okay, the preschoolers may not know that. Okay, but a CD, a record. I guess today I would need to update it and just have a cell phone or something like that. Huh? <laughs> Whatever is technological. All right, so what would music have to do about praying? Some kids love music. So it, it, would, it would bring them in. Okay. Because some kids pray, don't pray. You know, you've got that shy one, but they'll sing right. anything. Okay. So we might just pray about singing and singing songs mm-hmm. about Jesus, and that way we can tell other people about him through the songs that we're singing that are about Jesus. Um, what was your egg? A paintbrush. A paintbrush? What does that have to do with missions or praying or engaging in mission action? To
0: engage the-
1: okay, who are painting the eggs, all right. I wonder if there's anybody in Alma that might need help painting their porch, or like, is there, like, you're bringing attention to how can we help others. So, you know, this this could be a prayer request, or it could be, let's be watching, because God wants us to be engaged in telling other people how much he loves them. And we might can do that as we paint somebody's house or their windows or I don't know, whatever we do. Okay, one more. Backpack and eggs. Okay, you got a double whammy, didn't you? Okay, all right, so just pick one. Back to school supplies, yeah. All right, so we can help others who might not have school supplies, Mm -hmm. okay. And what about the egg one? Let's just go ahead and talk about that one too. How could we engage in mission action or telling people about Jesus with an egg? That's silly. (laughs) New beginnings. Yeah, new beginnings. All right. That's uh, I don't know, do any of y'all still decorate eggs at Christmas or Easter? 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 Do y'all do that? I oh, bet Christmas. Hello. Yeah. <laughs> it's a new thing. You should really try it. Uh, so maybe you invite somebody to come over and decorate or do some kind of craft with you and you can tell them about Jesus. So you kind of get the idea on that. So engaging in mission, action, and witnessing. We're trying to draw attention in our building blocks for preschoolers to start paying attention to people who need help, who needs help, okay? So we can uh, tell other people that Jesus loves them, and um, again, I had just some Bible verses printed out on labels. They're real simple, but if you're going to take something home, or if you wanted your kids to memorize these, there's ones about God loves you, He wants us to help others, that you can You know, they love to peel stuff off and put it so you could, you know, put it on a poster that you have in the room. These 3M posters are really great because you can take them on and off and they don't hurt the walls. All right, so let's look real quick at supporting missions. And if everybody would, I've got some money, just feel free to pass that money tray around and get as much as you want. Just make sure you leave enough for everybody to get some, okay? So go ahead and pass that around quickly. Wow, Joy's really getting it. She's, she's gonna be shopping. Another building block that's foundational for preschool is helping others like engaging in mission action and witnessing, but also supporting missions. As I said, we have thousands of missionaries serving worldwide, and who doesn't like to be encouraged? Do any of y'all ever go to your mailbox and get a card, and it's something really thoughtful and kind, and you're like, that's stupid, I hate that, I wish I hadn't gotten that. No. I mean, we all love to be encouraged. Like, can you imagine if Brooks's inbox on a Monday, or how about Sunday at 1.30, was filled with all kind of encouragement instead of I didn't like the way the music went or it was too loud or whatever. Can you imagine what kind of attitude our pastors would have if they actually got encouraged? I mean, the same is true for our missionaries too. Like if your husband and your husband got encouraging emails and cards, it's lifting, it's encouraging, and the Bible tells us to do it. So supporting missions, we can do it starting with our church staff, which is one reason why I put our church, some of our church staff up here and sometimes I think it's fun to send a card and don't sign it. Like, you know what I mean? Like, why do we have to sign it? I mean, it's okay if you sign it, but like, just send a note of encouragement to somebody and just tell them how much you appreciate them or tell them one thing that you know about them that's really true that you love. Like, I love real flattery, not you're Allison. Awesome. I don't know what that means. Mm-hmm. You know, but if you said, that sermon you preached, it spoke to me this way. Or Allison... Whenever you did such and such, whenever you took time to stop and listen to me in the hallway, I was really hurting and that meant a lot to me. I've been really specific and I've really encouraged Allison because it's true. It's true flattery. It's not just, she's awesome, even though she may be, but we want to hear specifics. And you can think of specific things with your missionaries. I think kids are hilarious. And I think preschoolers are really funny. And if I got a bunch of cards from preschoolers, like my granddaughter, this girl right here, she's the one who now tells me that that Jesus loves her more than I do. She drew a picture of me the first time she ever went to church here. And I made it my profile picture on Facebook because she said, Look, Grandma, I drew your picture. Doesn't it look just like you? It looked nothing like me. I, I mean, I had stubby arms and purple hair, and it was, but it cracked me up. You know what I mean? Like, that would encourage me as a missionary to get cards. Anyway, so supporting missions. The other way we can support, and we got to start teaching our kids to be givers because God is a giver. God is a giver. And if we're in a right relationship with him, we just ought to be some of the best givers ever. All right, so look at the money you collected or you took out of the thing. All right, so who haven't I picked on? Oh, Gwen. How much money you got there, girl? Uh, 21. She's got $21. So if Gwen gives her money to support emissions, how much money are we going to have? $21. Okay. All right, so Gwen, I want you to... Pick some of your money and I want you to put it right here, okay? We're gonna give this to help Cameron and Jessica. All right, all right and we gotta hurry. Oh, she's giving it all. Anybody else wanna give some? Okay, anybody else wanna give any? Yeah. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness, kids, look what's happening. <laughs> oh my up. word. Okay, so if we had time, we would count all this. How much more have we just helped missions worldwide because we worked together and everybody gave a little bit? You know what I mean? So you're teaching concepts of cooperative program giving without having to say cooperative program giving, but look what we did when we all worked together. Now that's really going to help Cameron and Jessica a whole lot and we all worked together to do it. Okay, so you get the idea on supporting missions. And then developing missions lifestyle. Um, Again, the biggest influence on a kid's life is going to be you and how you live out your life. We develop kids towards a missions lifestyle by making disciples, by praying. And I think I have these things on your sheet. Being kind and acting like Jesus, practicing praying, telling, and giving, and sharing. You let them practice doing these things because they're developing towards a missions lifestyle and it depends on who they are. And this is one of my favorite parts about this building block for preschoolers is you're helping them love his church. You're you're helping... These preschoolers love the church of Jesus, where he's the head, and and we're making disciples. And honestly, I think leadership in churches should love the fact that we have missions discipleship because it can get the whole church involved in activities together that you can work together That from all the way to preschool through senior adults can work together towards a common good that's helping others and you're participating in the work of the church and you're teaching your preschoolers that God's church is important and God loves his church. He loves the bride and we might not use the word bride but he loves the church and we work together to honor God and to help other people. Alright so we're about out of time so the the Christian concepts, I listed them here. Uh, and what we've talked about today, have we used the word God or talked about God, Jesus, or the Bible at all? Oh, yeah. 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 So, uh, again, we can set up all kind of learning centers with these foundational blocks. Have we talked about God's creation at all? Yeah, yeah. Or the, the all right, so we talked about the animals. We had the bear. We talked about different parts of the world that God made these different places. Have, you t- have we talked about the church at all? Yeah? And does God love his church? Yes. Yes, He gave his life for it, didn't he? What about self? Have we talked about the preschooler at all? About their role and what God's doing? Have we talked about family? Uh Yeah? Have we talked about the community? Mm -hmm. We talked about how you can help your local area. But we also have community helpers that we can... Engage in, at, engage in mission, action, and witnessing by loving the people in our community, our school teachers, our law enforcement, our first responders, our government officials, the bankers, whoever's in our community. If we can start doing things, noticing needs, or just loving them and encouraging them, where the church is getting a good reputation in the community, right? Mm-hmm. And then, of course, we talk about the world, because we talked about Romania, how we're all part of the world, okay? All right, so... I know you need to go to your next class how long's the break okay so you got a little bit of time but i don't want to keep you beyond your time we didn't even talk about world hunger i can help you with resources but i wanted to show you the last thing if if you think you want to start and brooks this might pertain to you in particular and i can talk to you later um, if you start any of these organizations and you haven't ordered the curriculum in the last two years, you get 20% off the curriculum in the first year. And if you're, you're like, well, we are church. We just can't do that right now, uh, especially for preschool. This is uh, WMU.com, and I gave you a resource list where you can find some of these things. But if you click on Mission Friends... Hopefully, everybody else that's teaching is not using their computer at this time. No. <laughs> no. Okay. All right, let me try again. I have confidence. Dun dun dun, come on. Sure, is slow. Sorry. Okay. Okay. Basically, I'm trying to show you. And if you call me, I'll help you. But I also gave you the link. On uh, if you oh, there it is. If you click, if you click on that, um, this actually went to the monthly devotional. Maybe the rest of it's just not loading. On on this side here, and it may just not have loaded, it's got this month's focus that's right here on the right. Oh, there it's coming. So you can click on this, and maybe, um, maybe you don't have the curriculum yet, or you're saying, we want all of our Sunday school teachers to pray every month for a missionary. So this month, we're gonna pray for whoever the missionary is. So August of this year, we're studying about missionaries who live in Chicago, Illinois. Our concept area is Jesus, that's good. And the missionary is Jamie Thompson. So you could go to this website for free and you've got facts about the missionary, you've got prayer requests. So if you wanted to, you said, we can't get the curriculum right now, at least even during Sunday school, you could maybe print a picture off of them off. Is there one up here? Um, and it says you can learn more about this. It might take me to the curriculum, so i don't want to jump on it. But what I'm saying is, you can go around the world in 12 months as you focus on, on this, just getting this off the internet. Now it's not, not gonna be as robust, but it's something, all right? All right, so what, what do y'all have a question about? Oh, this right here, chapter two, because we talked about Romania, I've copied this for you. This is a resource that can stand alone or supplement what you're doing so you've got really a month or more's worth of stuff here you can add to something you're already doing and this comes out of the first steps and missions book and i'll grab it just so i can show you it's a supplemental resource and it's the same missionary focus as the curriculum it's just got additional ideas and again I don't have time to show you all the curriculum but even on the curriculum like in your nursery if you've got nursery workers who are just sitting in there jawing and not really doing anything with the kids the mission friends curriculum has a page you can copy for babies through ones and then twos and threes, and threes and fours, so you could copy that page, because those are, you have permission to copy those if you're ordering the curriculum, and you can give that to your extended session workers and just say, hey, during some course, you know, during this month, if you can talk about these things, and preschoolers and younger need lots of repetition anyway, so you can talk about Jesus Loves You, you can talk about the concept areas, and you can give them that little just say hey can you talk about these things at some point while you're with the kids each week anyway that's just an idea so first steps in mission and then i have extra old curriculum so if you want to take any with you and you're not doing it i'm happy for you to take it off my hands today and you can take it and let other people at the church look at it if you want to do that and i i don't push a lot of extra resources but I love this little book especially with preschoolers it just has songs in it um, to tunes you already know like the farmer in the dale do y'all know that song mm-hmm, yeah. all right so this is roll the ball to of course if we had this we could say roll the world but uh, roll the ball to Rita roll the ball to Rita hi-ho the Mario roll the ball to Rita, and so we, we don't have to learn a new song, but it's got all kind of little songs. It's got songs about helping and cleaning up. It's got <laughs> songs about the church, but it's the tunes that you already know. Mary had a little lamb. You know, lamb. Sing. Mm-hmm. I just like it for preschool because they love to march around the room and sing and help. And I like music, so it's a good one. Okay. What do y'all need to know that I haven't told you?
0: What's your ideal time frame? Like when you have a class. An hour
1: is great, but I think you can make it work for whatever you have. I really do. I think you, you can cut back if you need to and as long as you're doing something and I'll be glad to meet with leaders and help them. Like maybe one week you really focus on the missions part and then you work on another concept area the next if you have limited time. and An hour is great because you can move around. You can talk about things. You can make something. You can do a crap. We didn't make a sheet, but you know, t- t- uh, tactile again. And I uh, love blue. Yeah. And you know we could have made that sheep. I've got a picture but it's not up of a sheep in Romania. We could talk about how some of them are shepherds. They're poor. Blah blah blah. I mean, it all ties together. It's not just doing a craft. But I would say about an hour if you could do it, it was great. But you can work with whatever fits with the church schedule. Other questions? Like I can't leave until you answer this. I didn't know Mission Friends existed, and so when I looked at Children in Action, I automatically said, "We can't do this because half our kids can't read." And so I'm really excited about. Yeah, children. good.
0: And It'll help I'm, you. I love it. Half our kids
1: are in preschool. Yeah, and they can't read. Right. And most of the activities are reading based, and so that's mm-hmm. probably a lot with curriculum, but mm-hmm. that's awesome. yeah. Yeah. There, there's a lot of little learning stations, a lot of little things you can set up, I and like you just keep that. talking about. I mean, it's concepts that you just keep saying over and over again. But that's how preschoolers learn. Mm -hmm. What else? Anything else? Thank you all so much for coming. I'm so excited. And I want to help you. I have new start forms and I have old curriculum. So if you want to leave with either one of those things today, I'd love to put them in your hands. And the new start form you need to give back to me or us at the state office because we have to sign it in order for you to get the 20% (coughs) discount. Kind of to say, yeah, they're not doing Mission Friends or whatever yet. Okay. Let me pray God's blessing on you because I have nothing to offer but Him. Lord, thank you for the people in this room, and I pray that you will take what you've said today to them and that you will keep reminding us about what we need to do, how we need to obey you, whatever action we need to take or whatever we need to keep doing that we're doing. Uh, encourage us, lead us. We want to be yours and do whatever you want us to. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank y'all for coming.